Hello, hello, and welcome to Awakening Aphrodite. I am your hostess, Amy Fournier. This show is all about inspiring you to live more healthy, fit, empowered in mind, body, and spirit, as well as to balance your masculine and feminine energy, tap into your true source of power, your intuition, and your authentic self. Welcome to Fast Minute Friday. On this episode, I'd share with you an inspirational poem, quote, tip, thought, something that inspired me, and it's a quick one, but hopefully you find it's a powerful one, and I hope it inspires you and touches your soul and makes you think deeper and bigger about your life and perhaps perhaps open your mind a little bit to a new way of considering something, create an opening of a breakthrough or a reframe or somehow help you to see a new way, see another avenue, see a way to pivot and rethink something, rework something you might be struggling with. And like I said, hopefully create an inspiring new breakthrough for you. So today's Fast Minute Friday, we are going to read from New New York Times bestseller, Mark Nepo's book, The Book of Awakening, Having the Life You Want and Being Present in the Life You Have. This book is chock full of inspiring little snippets and poems and thoughts. And I'm going to read from one that Mark refers to as more power to you. Okay, so let's just take a deep breath. Just get centered, get focused. Please be careful if you're driving. And um, let's just kind of drop down into our bodies and try to listen with our hearts and our ears as to what Mark Nepo has to share. Okay, more power to you. Originally, the word power meant able to be. In time, it was contracted to mean to be able. We suffer the difference. I was waiting for a plane when I overheard two businessmen. One was sharing the good news that he had been promoted and the other one in congratulations said, more power to you. I've heard this expression before, but for some reason I heard it differently this time and thought, what a curious sentiment. As a good wish, the assumption is the power is the goal. Of course, it makes a huge difference if we're wishing others worldly power or inner power. But by worldly power, I mean power over things, over people, situations, controlling power. By inner power, I mean power that comes from being a part of something larger, connective power. I can't be certain, but I'm fairly sure the wish here was for the worldly power, for more control. This is commonplace and disturbing, as the wish for more always issues from a sense of lack. So the wish for more power really issues from a sense of powerlessness. It is painfully ironic that in the land of the free, we are so often walk about with an unspoken and unnerving lack of personal freedom. Yet the wish for more controlling power will not set us free any more than another drink will quench the emptiness of an alcoholic in the grips of his disease. 
It makes me think of a game we played when I was nine called King of the Hill, in which seven or eight of us found a mound of dirt, the higher the better, and the goal was to stand alone on top of the hill. Once there, everyone else tried to throw you off, installing themselves as King of the Hill. It strikes me now as a training ground for worldly power. Clearly, the worst position of all is being King of the Hill. You are completely alone and paranoid, never able to trust anyone, constantly forced to spin and guard every direction. The hills may change from a job to a woman or a man to a prized piece of real estate, but those on top can be so enslaved by guarding their position that they rarely enjoy the view. I've always hated King of the Hill, always felt tense in my gut when King, sad when not, and ostracized if I didn't want to play. That pattern has followed me through my life, but now as a as a tired adult, when I feel alone and powerless atop of whatever small hill I've managed to climb, I secretly long for anyone to come join me. Now, I'm ready to believe there's more power here together. I encourage you to sit quietly and recall a recent situation in which you exerted control. What did having a sense of control do for you? What did having a sense of control require of you? How much of your need to control was necessary? What would have happened if you let others join you on the hill of your control? And that again is a reading from New York Times bestseller Mark Nepo in his book, The Book of Awakening, Having the Life You Want by Being Present to the Life You Have. So some things that really stood out for me in this reading were two lines in particular. And I wonder if they were the same for you. I liked kind of in the middle toward the beginning when he mentioned that this is commonplace and disturbing as the wish for more always issues from a sense of lack. So when we feel like we need more of something, it's coming from a place of lack. It's that scarcity mentality that there's not enough, not enough time, not enough money, not enough friends, not enough love, not enough whatever, <laughs> food, anything. So the wish for more power really issues from a sense of powerlessness. When we're wanting more, we're coming from a place of feeling powerless. I thought that was an interesting way to think of it. And of course, his differentiation between worldly power and inner power, right? Actually, it's part of the description of this very show. You hear me say at the beginning of every episode that this show is about helping you be more fit in mind, body, and spirit, balancing your masculine and feminine energy, tapping into your true source of power, your intuition, and your authentic self, 
So it's very common for us to want to harness and live from our power, meaning our centered self. And Mark does a beautiful job of differentiating pretty much what I hopefully am implying. <laughs> I hopefully, hopefully this is coming through clear that the power that I'm talking about is in fact the inner power, not the worldly power. That the worldly power is a facade and it's the one unfortunately we can get, get caught up in culturally with all the flashy, shiny, sexy objects, right? The nice car, the beautiful home, the hot spouse, the cool shoes, the awesome outfit, the good hair, right? All those beautiful, shiny objects. That's the worldly power that is a facade, and that is not true power, because we all know in our hearts that real power comes from within. I mean, we can look at examples like Gandhi and Mother Teresa and all these spiritual leaders that have gone before us. And they might not have had a lot of worldly things, but to anyone in their presence, their power was almost enough to bowl you right over. I'll never forget the time I met Deepak Chopra Briefly, now I don't want to imply we're like best buds or anything, <laughs> certainly far from that, but I did have the opportunity to meet him. And let me tell you, I literally felt his presence when I walked into the room that he was in. Just being in a radius of his energy, his field was so strong, I really felt something. It was almost like the best way I can describe it was I almost felt like I jumped into a pool of water. And you know how you feel when you're underwater? Like the water's suspending you and it's all around you and you kind of hear that weird sound in your ears because you're not in the air. You're, under, you're, you're in a new atmosphere and you're immersed in a, a pool of something. That's kind of the best way I can explain it. Being near him, I felt his aura, his energy radiated out so far from him. It was palatable. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about inner power. You can feel it. You can feel when someone is strong in their core. You can feel it when you're in their presence. It emanates from them. And there's a part of you when you're around a person like that that will automatically relax. It's like it calms your nervous system down. It's like babies can feel it, animals can feel it. It's why they gravitate towards certain people. Plants can feel it. You'll find that as you balance and grow your energy and harmonize the energies in your body, things around you thrive better. I know I've noticed that in my environment. Literally, my house plants are thriving. Like, I'm not watering them any differently. I didn't move them into a new place of light, anything like that. It's, and people have commented on it too, who've even come over my house, like, oh my God, I thought that plant was dead. <laughs> and it probably was dying <laughs> a few months or a few years ago. It most certainly was dying as I was struggling in my life. But there's just no question. I literally am amazed all the time. I look at my plants and I'm like, wow, you're like a whole different little creature. So our environment mirrors back to us the energy we're putting out. And often children and our pets are direct mirrors of our energy. 
So if your pet's hyper, <laughs> or if your pet's nervous, or if your pet's anxious, or your pet's whatever, or your plants are dying, <laughs> you might want to spend a little more time on your self-love, self-care, and what you need. Because we are the source for our environments, and we interact with everything around us. It's a reciprocal relationship. So this poem from Mark uh, really kind of hit me because I'm like, yeah, worldly power versus inner power. That's really what my show is about is hopefully you're picking up on if you've listened to a few episodes that, yeah, I get it. I mean, we all want to look good. We want to be attractive. It's very important. And don't get me wrong. I'm all about that. Um, but that is really not the juice and it's certainly not the glue. And it wasn't for Aphrodite. She was the most beautiful creature, hands down. Gods, goddesses, and mortals alike could not resist her. No one could resist her, with the exception of three goddesses, but nobody could resist her. But it wasn't her physical beauty that was her magnetism. It was her unabashed, unapologetical love for herself and commitment to meeting her own needs without apology. That was her power. She did it in a respectful way but she did it in a way that respected herself as well. And that's the inner power we're talking about because there's a million good looking people in the world and looks fade, right? And looks are fleeting. You could get in a car accident and lose them tomorrow. And some people are born with better bone structure than others. And there's always plastic surgery, but that's not really it, right? We all know the absolutely striking person, but you meet them in person or you really get to know them at a deeper level and they're empty inside or they're an insecure mess or they're completely self-absorbed or whatever. They're just, they're, they're not happy, right? Just like money. We all have heard that money is not happiness. We all, we probably all know, or at least we've heard about people who are very financially well off and they're completely miserable. Or we even heard of celebrities and famous people who have taken their own lives right? So fame, fortune is not the answer. Otherwise, every single person that had any of those things would be fulfilled and happy and, you know, licking lollipops and dancing on rainbows, but they're not. They're just not. So sure, it would be great to have them both. That's what I think. <laughs> Why not, right? I want to feel good about the way I look, but feel powerful from the inside out because I want to feel that way. I don't want to just look that way. I want to feel it. And I just want to be it. And I don't know about you, but I'm guessing if you're listening to my show, you probably do too, you know? So I love this poem by Mark. Um, and I just close, I, I mentioned there were two things that struck me about the poem. And the second one was, um, how he said that, and I've heard this before, you know, is that it's lonely at the top. You know, we've probably all heard that expression. And um, and he mentions how, I, you know, it's funny. We played King of the Hill when I was a kid. I have an older brother, and we would play that game uh, back a gazillion years ago when I was a kid. <laughs> and I remember that game, and it was true. If you were up at the top of the mountain, you're on top of the hill, you were a paranoid mess, constantly looking over your shoulder and pushing everybody back down. And there's no rest, right? Because everybody wants what you got. 
And that plays a little bit into those of us who sabotage our success because you want it, but you don't want it. You want it, but you don't want it. You, you say you want to be successful, but you're kind of subconsciously afraid of it because you're afraid of people attacking you and everybody wanting what you have and then fighting to keep it, right? And everyone attacks the person at the top. And same thing goes if, for people who sabotage losing weight. Say you want it, want it. Don't want it, want it. Well, we got to look at the subconscious sometimes because we can subconsciously sabotage ourselves when we're not lined up, when we're not aligned in mind, body, and spirit to what we say we want. And we're supposedly, quote unquote, doing all the things to get there, but we're still not getting there. We have to look under the covers. We have to go to the dark side. We have to look at our shadow which is the feminine. We have to go into that dark energy, which is half of who we are. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing bad about it. There's nothing evil about it. It is part of the duality of our human nature. It is the yin and the yang. It is the light and the dark. You can't have one without the other. And there, please don't be mistaken in thinking it's all about the light. The light is important, but there is no light without dark. And we have to look at them both and we have to include them both because when we, when we integrate all of who we are, the shadow and the light is when we are whole and holistic fitness, holistic health, holistic living is living from the whole, the light and the dark, the good and the bad, the wanted and the unwanted. The things you're proud about yourself and the things that you're embarrassed about yourself. The things that you're like, yeah, I did it. And the things you're ashamed or mad at yourself for doing. Pulling it all in, accepting it all, embracing it all, and then moving from there rather than resisting it, pushing it away, denying it, pushing it under the covers, pretending it doesn't exist. That's not going to get us anywhere other than deeper and deeper into pain and suffering. So when we bring things out into the light, bringing the darkness into the light to examine it, to bring it into our consciousness, is when we have the opportunity to transform it, to transmute it, and to turn it into something better, something beautiful, something more. So, Fast Minute Friday. I hope you enjoyed the show today. I just love being with you. I hope you're enjoying my show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I thank you so much, so, so much for taking your precious time to join me. And thank you so much for those of you who are subscribing and rating the show and writing a review. I know it's been tricky to write a review. A lot of people have been having trouble and I'm so sorry. I am not a techie. As you can tell, this show is very low technology because it's either this or no show at all. It's about all I can handle with technology. I'll help you as much as I can, but I do truly appreciate from my heart to yours, your effort in writing a review and sharing your sentiments. If this show has helped you at all, you realize I know that it's free for you and I appreciate the reciprocity of you writing a review back to me to show me that it has value to you, which will fuel me to keep going and put time, energy, and effort into making these episodes for you. 
trying to provide you value, trying to provide light in the darkness, trying to inspire you and give you hope and let you know that someone cares and someone knows how you feel and you are supported even if you're not aware of it. There are people out in the world that want to help other people and I think we all need to remember that. We all get lonely even when we're with people and in relationship we can still be lonely for different reasons. So please remember that even when you might not be consciously aware of it, there are people in the world that are willing and ready to befriend you and help you, even if it's just digitally, because it's all energy and there is no time. Time is actually an illusion. So regardless of when you're listening to this episode or any episode or anyone's episode, another show or whatever, it's all a continuum. And it's all about the power of intention and love to connect, unite, and elevate us all. So I thank you so much. And I already can't wait to be with you again. Bye-bye.